that not a great day to come to church Amen. to celebrate baptisms and the decisions and we got six more in the second hour if you are here and you're visiting and perhaps you haven't been uh, in church before or you you don't know everything about the story of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us I want you to know that for those of us that are here this morning as a church family this is a great day it's one of those days where we look and we see people coming forward and and making a decision and understanding that relationship with Christ and what that will mean for them we get to sing silent night and Christmas hymns as we head towards the great celebration coming up in just two weeks it's a good day to be at the church amen <laughs> no matter what the preacher says it's a good day all right i want to just warn you right there okay because last week last week after church uh, during the week i had a few moms and grandmothers uh who came up to me and 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 told me that i had been dancing on their toes all morning talking last sunday morning about busyness and how uh, in our search for christ in christmas uh, that sometimes we can get so busy with taking care of the family and doing the shopping and getting the meals ready and all that that we miss out on uh, what the true meaning of this day is all about well i wish that i could tell you that you get off the hook today uh, but uh, you know when the preacher's not preaching expository when he's not going line by line verse by verse precept by precept through a book of the bible you end up getting whatever the holy spirit is telling that guy I'm going to tell you something. He has been dancing all over me, so I get to dance all over you. No, he will do that. I'm not going to do that. So, uh, you know, the Christmas season, as we were kind of talking last week, it has its challenges. And uh, even for me, going to the grocery store, which I love to go to the grocery store. I'm a, I like to cook. Uh, I like my own cooking. Whether or not anybody else likes it or not, I like to cook. I enjoy being in the kitchen. Uh, and, but this, this time of year, uh, once, once Thanksgiving comes by, and the Salvation Army puts their bell ringers out there with that red kettle, my joy tends to be diminished. And I'll tell you why. Every time, every time I get out of my car and I start walking towards the front door, I pass that guy. That guy who is sitting there ringing the bell and he kind of gives you a quick glance, you know, and says, Merry Christmas. In my mind, he's saying, are you really going to pass me by and not put something in that bucket? And it gets difficult. Uh, his eyes say, you deadbeat, you ingrate. You're not going to share anything. Now, maybe it's just me, but he looks at me like I'm the wealthiest human being in America, and why am I not putting something in the bucket? He doesn't know that I was just here two hours ago. I'm old, and I forgot my, you know, my gravy stuff, and I came back to get it. But it doesn't matter to him. They changed bell ringers in that two hours. Now there's a new guy staring me down and looking me in the face. <clears throat> and I know that he's not really maybe convicted me that way, and it's, it's, it's really me. It's that time of year, I think, more than any other, when we should recognize how blessed we are. And when I, every time I walk by, and, and, and think about the people on the receiving end of the funds that are going in that bucket, it, 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 it hits me in the heart. It hits me right, right where I live. And the truth of what I'm feeling is a little harder maybe than I want to admit because what the guy's really saying in the expression on his face is, what do you have that you don't want to share? What do you have that you don't 
want to share. And, and then I get hit with scriptures out of the Bible and, and people that, that talk about the Acts 2 church and everything and says, that doesn't God want me to share everything? And is it his plan for me to give up everything that I've got? We've read the passage in Acts about what they did. And Hebrews 13, 6 says in the New Living Translation, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. In the English Standard Version, in verses 15 and 16 there, it says, Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. What sacrifices are pleasing to God? Romans 12, 2, which we share often from this platform, uh, says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, Paul writing, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. We're instructed in God's word, not, not just to give our resources, but to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. And uh, most of us are not only not willing to do that, but we also hesitate when we're asked to share uh, of our resources with what God would have us do. What sacrifices might you have to make in your thinking in your way of life to help someone in need and why do you think it is that god talks so much in the scriptures about what he loves about us giving up something to help someone else it's because it takes our mind and our resources quite frankly but takes our mind off of ourselves we're told not to look only to look do not look only to your own interest but look to the interest of others now do not look only to your own interest. There's, he's saying there, hey, you can look to your own interest, so we need to get that in our minds. But he says, look also then to the interest of others. And I got to thinking about that in my own life and how many people in my life, beginning with my parents, but that have made sacrifices to help me on my journey. And if you haven't stopped to think about that during this holiday season, I would encourage you to do that. Has anybody made a sacrifice to help you i dare say they probably have now have you thought about that have you have you considered what they've done in your life and more importantly to me have you told them thank you there's a lot of parents that go to their grave with children who intended to say thank you with children who intended to get around to saying hey mom hey dad man i I appreciate so much what you did for me when you were raising me up and how you helped me through this or helped me through that. What sacrifice would you make then to help someone else out? What, what do you have in your life? Time, talent, treasure, whatever it might be. What do you have? I'm just asking you to think about it a little bit this morning. And I, I'm going somewhere with this. I want you to just understand it, this is not all to just beat us up, all right? Because it's easy to get convicted, amen? I mean, it's real easy to sit there and think, oh, let's see, that big screen TV he was talking about last week. No, wait a minute, you're not supposed to convict me. I'll do that myself. I mean, you know, I, I, I was talking about that big screen television, you know? And so maybe I need to scale that back just a little bit and maybe do something else with some of that resource that God has given me. But listen to what he said in that translation. Through him, therefore, let us be offering sacrifice of praise continually to God. That is, the fruit of the lips will be made confession of his name. That's what these people were doing. They, all three of them this morning, and then six in the next hour, they, with the fruit of their lips, confessed the name of Jesus Christ. 
They confessed their Savior. And, and then now, the whole point of their life will be to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives from this point forward. That they would walk with Jesus and make Him the Lord of their lives. He says, do good and to share with others. Do not keep on forgetting to which such sacrifices with God as well please. The first spiritual sacrifice there is our continual, our continual praise to God. That's why I think the Greek words are so important. We read it says we're supposed to praise God. In the Greek it says we are supposed to be in the act of continually praising our Lord. Just like it says do not cease in your prayers to be praying all day long. We're to be continually praising God with our lips. The fruit of our lips coming from our hearts. All right. Um, it's easy for suffering saints to complain. Lord, I'll tell you right now, after 21 years of, well, I haven't been leading it the last five. It's been somebody else's responsibility, except when Rusty said, email me instead of him when he was preaching something bad. Uh, but I mean, you know, so, so it, it, the idea is that we're supposed, to, we're supposed to give thanks to God for what he's given to us. So it's the, it's the continual praise. The second spiritual sacrifice then that he talks about there is the good works of sharing. That would include the hospitality that's mentioned in Hebrews 13 too, as well as the ministry to prisoners is talked about in Hebrew 13. Doing good, doing good, as it's written there, can cover a multitude of ministries, you know, sharing food with the needy, transporting people to and from church or other places, sharing your money, perhaps just being a helpful neighbor. There's, it's, as, it's as wide and varying the ways that you can do good as each one of us is in the room. In Acts 42. Here's where I want to go with this today. The problem for all of us is we suddenly feel like, I know when I'm walking up and I'm seeing that guy at the kettle, all of a sudden it's hitting me and I'm thinking it's all my responsibility. It's, it's on me to make the world a better place. It's on me to, to contribute enough. Well, I, I, I tell you right now, just speak to my financial condition real quick i can give everything i've got and every possession in my house and it's not going to have a big impact this christmas all right not on its own all right so one of the things that we've got to recognize is how god works through his people how god works through this glorious beautiful magnificent thing that we call the church all right so we go all the way back to acts acts chapter two, acts chapter two listen to what he says what did they do? What does the church do? Again, if you're here this morning, you just saw baptisms for the first time. Maybe you just saw somebody giving their life to Christ for the first time. I want you to hear that story. But I want you to hear about the church of Jesus Christ and what it does, all right? So in, in Acts chapter 2, here's what the Word says about the early church that is still magnificently, wonderfully true today. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. Well, you're here this morning, aren't you? I'm no apostle, but buddy, you're here to hear the Word of God and let Him speak to you to the breaking of bread and the prayers and awe came upon every soul and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common for everyone who is in this room this morning that calls upon Jesus Christ by name we have a commonality of life we might come from every different walk of life there is as a matter of fact you'll not get this collection of people in any other setting there's doctors, lawyers, and everybody else in here in the world, and, and, and I'll, I'll promise you, under no other setting would they probably be together. But in the name of Jesus Christ, we're gathered here this morning as his people in one accord. Amen? That's the way it works in God's church. He says, now we get to the good part. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. 
And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Such a powerful message right there in that little section in the Bible. First, the people of God's church wanted to learn what God had for them, as I pray you all here this morning for that very reason. So they sat under the teaching of the church leaders, and then they fellowshiped together. It's one of the things we hold a high value on in our church. It's one of the things we hold a high value on. In our search for a new senior pastor, you can bet when we're talking to those candidates, when the, when the search committee is interviewing that guy, I promise you, if he's a guy that doesn't like the church people and doesn't like getting together and all that, he's out of here. He ain't going to make it. He ain't going to make the cut. He won't make it past the first round. He won't even get to us because our consultant knows how strongly we hold the value of being together, breaking bread together, fellowshipping together, and then doing our work together. It says, and then awe came upon every soul i ask you this morning are you in awe of your god don't be caught up so much in all the preparations and all the things that you're doing that we don't stop i look this morning and i'm like audra watching watching these little kids that were born into this church and and of course even watching the children's director who was six years old when she sat in my sunday school class for the first time what an awesome thing to look at generationally and say, look what God has done from a few people that gathered in the backyard 21 years ago. That's not anything that we did. You need to understand that. That's not anything I did. That's not anything that they did. It's what God has done, and I am in awe of what God has done. It's a miracle. Nothing short of it. It's a miracle. And now we're in those second generations of young people coming to know the Lord because the people in the church, from if you don't think your decision doesn't make a difference, grandparents and great-grandparents are in this room, let me tell you something. The Bible is quite clear that if you make your decision for Christ, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, four generations down, the impact is there because you made a decision to follow Jesus. I cannot over-say what it means when one person these listen little ben <laughs> you don't think about i know that now i'm going to throw lisa and keith under the bus but when lisa and keith are old and gray and ben has children and grandchildren and great grandchildren their opportunity to know the same Jesus that he just declared as his Savior and his Lord is heightened by so many factors I can't even imagine it because of the decision. So don't ever underestimate that decision. It has nothing to do with my sermon, all right? <laughs> awe. Awe came upon every soul. And there was unity in that little group. It's one of the things I like to say, too, in the church. We don't always agree on everything. I don't know if you all are aware of that. I know you think it's perfect harmony and peace here usually but once in a while once in a great while there might be a difference of opinion about how things should be done or what should be done and all that kind of thing but we are here in unity this morning believing in Jesus Christ and the work he did on the cross of Calvary that all of us might be free of the bondage of sin and be looking forward to an eternity where we are standing together at the feet of Jesus praising our God through eternity amen that's what it means to know him now it says in verse 45 we have to understand the context they were selling their possessions and their belongings and the, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need notice that the verse does not say they were selling everything they had everybody breathe right 
I know you've been waiting for it. It does not say they were selling everything they had. It says they were selling their possessions belongings, and distributing. These words are important. Everybody didn't run out and sell everything that they had, even in the early church, which we sometimes, we sometimes hold up the early church, you know, as, oh, this was the way it was perfect, right? No, it wasn't. I promise you. We already know there was bickerings and problems and people that, you know, brought fake sacrifices and everything else. That's just the way it was. But generally, what the church did in that day and continues to do today is prove a priority in their minds to look to the interest of others and be willing to part with some of the things every time you give a check every time you go online anytime that you give to this church to further the work of god in his in this kingdom of his you're making a sacrifice that money can go for something else you know it might pay the electricity bill i don't know but this christmas when we're all thinking about going out to the stores and everything every time you turn around and you make a decision to give to the lord it impacts the kingdom in a, in a broad way. The question really for all of us is not what we're giving, but are we really individually comfortable with our level of sacrifice? Is our participation in the work of God honoring to God? Would you look at your own ways and believe that you're doing good and sharing with others in need? To me, that's the question that's in play today. And again, the thing is, we don't carry all of this responsibility to ourselves. This is where it gets really interesting to me in God's church. Let's talk about the church for just a moment. There's a lot of naysayers in America today who are not part of a church, perhaps not Christians at all, who regularly challenge the charitable tax status given to religious organizations. They believe the goods and services provided in a church much more resemble a country club than a charitable organization. And they say that since churches are not required to divulge their financial statements, it's hard to know who's getting money and where it's going. And they may have a point about our financials. Ours are an open book to anybody as a member of this church. You want to go in that office and look at everything, it's all open to you any day, anytime, anywhere, right? That's the way it's always been. The thing is, the churches around this city, in this county, and around our country do a lot more than make financial contributions, the individuals. And this is where we're better together all right, than on our own. The world's problem is that they look at the church as a business organization, not a group of people intent on changing people's eternity. The best work we will ever do took place right here this morning. The best thing the church will ever do, no matter, God, Jesus said you will always have the poor. I mean, and we want to do our part. We want to try and take care. We want to try and, and participate in organizations, parachurch ministries, all of that that's doing good in the world. But this work right here, what's been happening here, which was not, that didn't just happen today, y'all. There has been a sacrifice of time by the teachers while you and I are sitting in here enjoying our worship and singing our songs and doing everything we do. Those people that volunteer back there in the children's ministry department, they're the ones that have led those children, all right? Every day since those kids were born that have been here all of their lives, they have come to this church. Parents, good on you, all right? Parents, good on you! You brought your kids, whether they wanted to be here or not. You brought them, and they heard, and they have been over and over and over again. The key to learning is repetition. Let me tell you something. They've heard the story of Jesus back there in that 412 room since they came here, and the result of that was finally an understanding that, that and this isn't the culmination of their lives. It's the beginning of their spiritual journey. But that's because some people in this church volunteer. Everybody volunteers in different ways, but we've got a wonderful group of volunteers back there Sunday to Sunday that are giving of their time 
and their passion for children coming to know Jesus Christ. Please thank somebody today that's working back there in the children's ministry. I see the church, this magnificent, messy body of believers, the way uh, some other pastors have, have described it. The local church is the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world. Why would they call it a country club? Well, yes, we have membership. We like everybody. To, we keep records. As a matter of fact, if, if, I would just encourage you right now. It's the end of the year. In the pew rack in front of you or in the chairs in front of you. We don't have pews in case you hadn't noticed. If the chair rack in front of you, there's a little white card, and it's an information card as well as, well as a prayer request card. If you've changed your phone number, if your cell phone number, your email address, any way that you want us to contact you, take time today. Fill that out. Throw it, throw it in the office before you leave so that we can keep our records straight because we like to reach out to you ongoing information all the time about what's happening in the life of the church, and that's the best way that we can do it. So, yeah we got membership we have a budget annually we come together and we do that we elect officers we put together committees to work through the church and i just want to encourage you if you've been attending crossroad and you haven't decided to join yet let me tell you something jesus said that first and foremost you accept jesus christ and you're baptized that's the first that's that's your first act of obedience But he also says that God's church is not complete until every person is involved in the local body and using the gifts that he's given them in the local body. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, I don't know when our next membership class will be, but we will have one pretty soon again, and I just encourage you, if you haven't, come to the class. The class is just to tell you how we operate really as a government. It's not, you know, we, we want to hear your testimony. We want to know what you're about in your life with Jesus Christ. But being a part of the church, being a part of what God is doing uh, is, is, is an exciting I, I can't even I wish I could I don't have the words <laughs> I know you think wow you just ran out of words <laughs> 21 years it took for that to happen <laughs> but wait he's going to recharge hang on just a second <laughs> why join up Audra will tell you every time she has ever asked me a question, I think my first response is Jesus is always the answer. Why should you join the local body? Jesus is always the answer. I never wanted someone to join Crossroads so that we could say we've got this many members or this big of a budget or this big of a building. I want someone to join Crossroad Church because they are belonging to something much bigger than themselves. And again, on, the, on our own, by myself, my little contribution in that bucket, or even here at the church doesn't amount to that much. But do you realize, in the 21 years since we've been in operation, we always give 10% of our monies you know, to our missions team. And, and close to a million and a half dollars has been given to people who were in need, who needed groceries, who needed help with a, a payment. We've given it to our ministries like Youth Horizons and, and, and the Ability Point. We, we've been involved as a church family. And you know what? On your own, could you have given a million and a half dollars? No. If you have, come see me because you have not been putting your money in the church. I probably shouldn't have said that. My mother's watching. (laughs) I'll hear about it later. Seriously, over the past 21 years, because we've all participated together, you're making a difference. You're making a difference. You realize that in this neighborhood around us, since we moved into this church, and it was true over on 13th Street, we have provided an opportunity during a wretched Halloween holiday now that has become the devil's playground we've provided a safe place for literally thousands of families 
to being their children to enjoy a safe time together and and sprinkled throughout it all they cannot help but hear and see the difference that it makes to know jesus and to live in community together why should you want to belong to this church or any church for that matter where where else where else are you going to find a group of people who will love you and accept you with all of your faults and your failures i know for me and I know, I know when I'm maybe when they're behind closed doors, they might say bad things about me, but at least went to my face. <laughs> In all the time that I've been here, I have felt nothing but being blessed by the people that call Crossroad their church home. Nothing but being blessed by people who come up to me anytime they see me. Not just, see, it's not about Sunday morning in that sense. The life of this body is lived out everywhere that we walk during the week. Everywhere that we we go when i run into any of you in the grocery store first off there's the negative side of it because i have always got to be on my behavior you know i got to be watching out for it because god knows people are watching me and now there's cameras everywhere so it's even more difficult (laughs) at the church where i I, i'm helping out over in el dorado they just installed 27 cameras throughout their building i gotta be careful walking down the hallway no hitching of the britches, you know, no pick, no, anyway, I'm telling you, it's, it, you know, you have to be careful. Somebody's always watching you. But when I go to the church, when I go to the grocery store, which again, just because I talk about it a lot, you understand I like going there, but I love running into people of the church no matter where I am. Why? Is it because they're a member of the church? Partially. Is it because they're a brother or a sister in Jesus Christ that I'm again going to stand at the feet of Jesus with them one day? You better honk. That's what I like right there. That's what brings great joy. And I I hope it does for you. Even if you don't know, listen, there's half of you I couldn't tell you your names if I wanted to. You've come here in the last five years because I was no good and Rusty was great, and that's awesome. But, But when I see your face, I promise you, my heart leaps because God looked at us all one day and gave us an opportunity to know him and as the church we're better together we're better together than we ever could be on our own together where we once when we first started the church one of the small groups in our church decided to do a little project and they took a they took a a full thanksgiving dinner over to one family that was a part of the ark of sedgwick county for years now all of you who went and took part in the thankful feast this year where we rent out the cotillion where a thousand plus folks with challenges i will never face in my life come with their families and sit down and 250 of you serve them we started out as a very small group and we did the one family today look at what's happening and that only happens because you care because you're hearing god speak to you and you're deciding hey you know what this is this is worth taking part in we were getting we were getting this stuff ready i had the privilege of of sitting in on the search committee meetings and and looking at the pictures and stuff that jessica taves was pulling together for us and i'm just i'm sitting there with tears running down my face I'm looking at all the different ways and things that this church has engaged together. This church family, all of the people who call this their church home. 
don't ask me why you should be a member of this church because I will ask you why not why not why would you not be it's not just a charitable organization it's the living embodiment the testimony and the witness of Jesus Christ himself and if you think you can do that on your own you cannot I promise you together we are better so join this merry band <laughs> join this group of people when you decide that you're going to experience a fuller Christian life experience a more meaningful life a more abundant life because we live out every day with the promise of tomorrow in our minds. Together, we make a difference. And the church isn't a country club. It's the opportunity for the people of God to live out their faith. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to tell it any better. I get so weak in my words because this is so powerful what God does through each of you. So I just encourage you, first off again, if you're here, you haven't decided to join, I want to visit with you about it. I'll be down here afterwards. Any of the deacons, any of the trustees, any of the other church members sitting around you will tell you the difference that it's made. I had, I had a, a woman come up to me last Sunday after church. And she introduced herself, she and her husband. They've been coming for two or three months, but they really hadn't connected in, but she came up to ask for prayer. She's facing a medical issue, and, and she asked for prayer. And I, I, she, I, I met them, I talked to them again during this week, and I can't tell you how powerful it is to me that somebody knows that when you connect with the people of God and that they're praying for you, that they're walk, you're not alone. And God didn't intend for you to be alone. He intended you for, for you to be a part. Together, as you're searching for Christmas, I just want you to understand, in searching really for Christ in Christmas is the way we phrase this. He's, he's here. He, he's living in the people around you. And you never know. When you, when you say something to them, supporting and encouraging them, how much they might have needed that that day. And you also never know when you're facing the trial that there are people all over this room that would, would absolutely pour into you if given the chance, if they know. Our tendency so much is to isolate and withdraw rather than to come forward and say, oh man, I'm facing this. Pray with me. Be with me. Live with me. Experience with me. Journey with me. That's what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. So as we, as we move from, you know, the first part of the message, you know, what do you have, what do you have that you're not willing to share? <coughs> that hit me hard. Because again, I was thinking about it that, well, now it's all up to me. But it's not. It's not. I get to live this out with all of you. And, I, and my prayer is that God's Spirit speaks to you today and just for nothing else, just helps you to appreciate and understand the joy of living life with these good people that are sitting around you in this room. To me, that's a big part of what Christmas is. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you this morning for all that you've done, for everything that you have given to us, Lord, that we don't even, we're not even aware of it so many times. We just kind of walk through our lives and 
we, we, we live out our days and, and sometimes we just are guilty of taking for granted all of the blessings that you have given to us. Little things, Lord. How thankful we are this morning for those that have come and the families that have been involved with all that. How, how thankful, Lord, we are, we, we are that, that you would just help us to see that you're still, in the, and here we are in the midst of a search for a new pastor. I myself, Lord, have been guilty of saying, well, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult without that leader there and whatnot. And yet, Lord, look at what you do. It's never been dependent upon one person. It's still not dependent upon one person today. We give you thanks for our staff, for, for our leaders, Lord, for everyone that's engaged in the operations of the church. But Lord, we give you absolute praise for all of those that we get to look out and see these are my these are my family. Jesus looked at his brothers and sisters in, in real life, and he, but he looked and told the people, who are my brothers and sisters? It's all of these people that believe. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of the church. Help us to, to praise together and to play together. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.